welcome to Spinning Out. This is a podcast where we talk to artists about their favorite albums. My name is Sarah Blumenthal, and apparently I'm your host. This is a very special 50th episode, and today Josh and I are going to be talking about our two favorite Lucero albums. I chose Lucero's 2002 album, Tennessee, and Josh chose their 2001 self-titled album. Before we get into the episode, I have to remind you to subscribe to the Spinning Out Patreon. You can subscribe to that at patreon.com slash spinningoutpod, and you hear exclusive episodes from me and Josh every week about the weird albums that we listen to in the early aughts. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. All right. Lucero is a huge band for both me and Josh. They mean a lot to us. We love them a lot. So let's get to the episode. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Good. Uh, just... Trying yeah. to think of something other than good <laughs> to answer that question with. It's hard. I feel like I put a lot on guest uh, trying to think of Do something. Do we really in need to dive spot. into this? How are you really? <laughs> um, I, it's. How's, been, how's, how's your day been? It's been pretty good. Uh, so, well, we played a show yesterday uh, at the time of recording this, and it was a good release show. The release show we didn't get to have last year. So since this is the 50th episode, I guess we'll insert ourselves a little bit more into sure. the equation Let's of this. Go. Um, so it was it was a good night last night and kind of a chill day today, so I can't complain. You could. <laughs> I, I usually find a way <laughs> how to. Well, thanks so much for being on my podcast today. This is my podcast spinning out. Um, today we're talking about both of our favorite Lucero albums, which are the self-titled album and Tennessee, uh, which both came out in 2001 and 2002, respectively. Um, so why don't we get this started, and you can tell me what's the first time you heard Lucero. Um, well, before we do that, I kind of got hung up on, people always say respectively, and I don't really know what that means. Like, if you don't say that, you're disrespecting <laughs> the last not, thing Not respectfully. Um, respectively, as in I said... Lucero, self-titled, and then Tennessee, and then I said 2001, and then 2002. Oh, okay. So the first corresponds to the first, and the second corresponds to the but second. But that is a thing people say, respectfully, and then they... No, they, they, say, they say respectively. Oh, then I'm just an idiot. Okay, that makes sense. That it, lines up. It's it's yeah. possible. It's possible. Um, Yeah, so we are talking about those today. Yeah. So, again, I'll ask you... What's the first time you remember hearing Lucero? Um, okay, so, man, it was so long ago. I don't want to put a date on it. Um, <laughs> well, but we know I guess it was sometime it, after. <laughs> yeah, it was many years <laughs> after this fact. Uh, not shortly after, 2001, 2002. But, uh, I would say it was shortly after. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so I had a teacher in school and they taught like technology but it was like they were like technology whatever that meant at the time uh you know computers were a new tool they took up a whole room 
and so he would like we would do like computers and also like film editing and shoot things on cameras and he just like one day kind of knowing that I like different types of things like he got an inkling that I liked country music in some form or the other was he right yeah and uh he was like do you have you heard of Lucero and I was like no actually I think what he said was have you heard of Lucero and Uncle Tupelo and at the moment I was like Uncle Tupelo that's a stupid band name (laughs) and so I, I I checked out Lucero and I remember like going online and I think I did it was back when you would just do www.lucero.com it might have been (laughs) luceromusic.com whatever it was and um I they had like the thing where you kind of click on each song it takes a little bit to load and you and it was like little silver heart or something um and yeah it just was like oh this is exactly what I want like it kind of had like a punk feeling um and but i was starting to get into like older country and things from like working in car garages sweeping because they liked country music so just kind of felt like it was like akin to punk that i liked at the time uh so yeah that's my origin story so what was the first album that you heard um well i'm not certain because I think around that time it was, okay, so kind of what happened after that point, it was like after someone said, do you like this, and then you realize you do, you kind of start seeing it everywhere. It's, I, there's like a term for that, it doesn't really matter, but um, you kind of just start paying attention to it existing. So at that same moment, I would start noticing them being in BMX videos and just other things. They were just popping up everywhere. Um so that kind of just cemented it like it was like if i was into bmx it was it co-signed it maybe that was like a main character moment where like because you now knew about lucero they were like able to use it in the production yeah they yeah yeah it was my truman show movement (laughs) um but yeah i mean that's kind of the story behind it and then i think like after i would i think i went to like my stepbrother's house and went on kazaa and downloaded it but the funny thing around that time since they weren't like that well known when you downloaded a lucero song oh yes you got a uh a spanish hispanic singer uh songwriter like i from what i've gathered like it's a pretty popular yeah uh spanish songwriter i don't really know much more than that but you would play the song and be like that's not lucero (laughs) clearly no it's not and then so I downloaded like an album's worth. It might have actually been the self-titled album. But I think that's kind that sort of starts going into like your story with it. Maybe? My story. Yeah. What I'm asking is uh well I guess I'm taking over and I'm asking you when was the first time you heard Lisa? Oh, you want to talk about me? Yeah. So we'll, okay. we'll volley it back and Well, forth. um so the reason I actually know about Lucero is because you told me to listen to Lucero. I think this was before we were dating and we were currently just crushing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I was going, I was leaving, it was summer, I was going to work at this camp um, that I worked at a lot of summers. And 
you, before I left, we had been, like, talking on, like, MySpace or AIM or whatever, and um, you, actually, I think you put it as an away message telling me to listen to Lucero. To you? It was you, it was an uh, away message to you? Yeah. I, like, I remember this because it was, like, so weird. You, like, said something and you were like, oh, by the way, Sarah, listen to Lucero. Actually, maybe it was, a like, a journal post on MySpace. It was a weird time. It was a weird time for communication. That sounds creepy. Josh, you were hindsight. so weird. You were so weird. It's fine. You were really cute. It made <laughs> up for a lot of it. Anyways, so as one does, I went on Kazaa and downloaded the first Lucero album I found, um, mm-hmm. which happened to be Tennessee. And then I like went off to this camp where I worked as a counselor and every night I would like put my headphones on, I would just lay there in bed and like listen to it. And I'd be like, oh my God, like these are the songs that Josh wanted me to listen to because they make him think of me and they make me think of him too. And then I got back and you were like, I don't know any of these songs. Um, Cause you had just been listening to the self-titled album. Yeah. 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 It pro- yeah. So they kind of, since it's been so many years i feel like they kind of blend together to me these two specific albums and i and i didn't i i know it to be true but i uh, so brian from lucero confirmed with me today basically i said we're talking about the first and the second record yeah these are the first and second record and i i always think about this as the first and second record because the self-titled uh was my first entry so it, i guess it is <laughs> like is a again very... yeah you're the main character yeah here. it was just like it nothing is the exists. first and second ones that you heard yeah nothing exists before <laughs> that and i really honestly i i've heard attic tapes because like you've played it a bunch yeah there's some great and, songs on that yeah and it, but it's like i actively always think that it's like a collection of like eps or like almost like, like demos demo. and b-sides yeah yeah which is fine I can see that but it's sort of like this is just the origin point so this is always where i start if i go oh i'm gonna listen through everything you know um so yeah so yeah i i feel like i remember that just like it was like oh these are not the same songs (laughs) Uh, I mean, I knew, like, Sweet Little Thing and some of it, but there's tons of, there's just songs on here that I was like, I don't know what this is. There's, like, ones like Sweet Little Thing, Nights Like These, um, you know, there's there's a few, but it's just like, I, I was like, I, yeah, I don't know this record <laughs> in that way. But um, I think even, like, after I kind of started paying attention to them, I had more like friends into BMX that were also getting into them for really the same reason. Like I don't know what kind of happened in the BMX community, but it's felt like Lucero was kind of everywhere, which also made it feel like a special thing that it felt like when you early on, I guess this kind of, when both of us when we were going to those early Lucero shows, it felt like like our thing. You know? I think there was, like, a big connection with Wilmington, or, like, it being specifically relatable in Wilmington, mm-hmm. just because it's, like, that same, oh, there's, like, a lot of songs that, like, reference the river, and there's, like, the river there, and then there's a lot of songs that, like, reference I-40, and, like, I-40 is there, and the idea of, like, going west, and, like, that's the only way you can go from Wilmington yeah. is to go west, and so there's, like, a lot of that, like, imagery and, like conceptually worked in there that really like works with wilmington as a city Mm -hmm. whereas like i didn't know anyone in charlotte 
And I still don't really know anyone in Charlotte. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of people here. Yeah. That, like, love Lucero. If you go to a Lucero show in Charlotte, it's going to be packed. Yeah. But, like, in terms of, like, our sphere of, like, like punk kids, I guess, whatever that yeah. is. You know, it's, like, everyone we know that listens to Lucero is, like, oh, like, Wes is from Shelby. Or, like, you know, Rachel listens to Lucero, but it's because of Wes from Shelby. And, yeah. you know, that stuff doesn't... But, yeah, also Wes was into BMX, so I think right. he got into right. it for the same reason. So, um, yeah, like the props videos and like fat bald man i guess i'm just flexing on my bmx now you can flex uh, why have your own <laughs> podcast if you're not gonna flex but I, and i hope i didn't kind of jump ahead to it because i want to like go into more of like the feelings that you had kind of like discovering it the kind of the simple first question was when you heard it first did you like like it from the get-go yeah okay I mean, I, I felt that way, too, because I always feel like I have, like, less barrier to entry with, like, country music, but it's, like, I don't I don't really technically consider this country music in a way. Like, it's kind of its own thing, and a lot of times... What it, do you consider it? Label it, Josh. Well, I mean, I guess the easy thing is, like, it's alt-country, but it also, like, a lot of alt-country bands kind of have more of a groove to it. That you Lucero, don't think Lucero is groovy? No. Well, they kind of, <laughs> they get that way. Yeah. And I think okay. there's reasons for it. And I don't want to like, there's things I like about this record that I think that probably the members of the band probably look back and don't like it for the reasons that totally. I love it. Totally. Yeah, 100%. It, it's, it's a simple, of course, kind of thing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that like were like connected to me. I feel like, you know, we grew up with Lucero like as yeah. they matured as a band and like progressed into like different sounds and different things like we were also doing that kind of at the same time so like when they were like very these early albums I would say are like grittier or like less produced or any of that that's kind of like where we were mm-hmm. at that time and then in the very few years that it's been yeah we've grown up you know we've all grown up we've all grown up together which is very cute um but i mean for me obviously the album i chose for this was tennessee um not only because it's the first one i heard but also because like i mean maybe it's because the first maybe it is just a pure nostalgia thing but there is a lot of the like like love and longing and like being apart Mm -hmm. and all that and that's like I felt that for a long time, you know? I was, like, in that phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of our relationship... Um, a lot of our relationship was kind of, like, or especially around that time, was, like, spent apart, you know? like, um, And then there were probably also parts of our, relationship, our early relationship where it's, like, you listen to it because we were not really, like, great for each other or i would say <laughs> personally i wasn't great for you so there sure. probably was another element we were of it. just like asshole kids just like everyone yeah. else it's fine we weren't perfect yeah and so it really is like it, it i mean it makes me like emotional thinking about like this is a band that feels like as cheesy as it sounds i mean it is it feels like our band it feels like i really is like a main character but it's like we're both the main character i think it's you you're the main character (laughs) unfortunately i hate to admit that supporting you're the supporting character comedic Uh, relief over here (laughs) but yeah and and even thinking about it like in the relation of the two records like 
Um, I I feel like I almost have probably more of a connection outside of self-titled. I almost have more of a connection with that much further west than I do with Tennessee because I think it was like it was self-titled. Then I discovered that much further west, and then kind of basically at the same time, it was like you know these were really probably right at the same time. It was you telling me that I should listen to Tennessee because I actually had. How is that possible? How is that possible that you told me to listen to this band and I just like picked the one album you were just like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I think I was just I was just basically downloading whatever was available. And it's I think at the time that I was downloading, it just was the first record. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. I remember. So after I got back from working at that camp and I put up an away message that was like a line from one of those songs. And of course, again, at this point, I'm like, Josh is going to see it and know that I listened to that band he told me to listen to and we're going to fall in love and live happily ever after. And you messaged me and you were like, what does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, no, it's a line from a song. (laughs) But also, I feel like you could pick. Just if anyone, uh, you know, so anyone listening, like if you, if there were a way to have away messages now and it was the lyrics to one of my favorite songs ever, I still wouldn't know what it is. Like, I feel like I'm not like when I look at something, I don't usually equate it to like the lyrics of a song, but that's just like take it incredibly literally. Yeah. Or I guess this is revealing my narcissism. I assume everything is somehow pointed (laughs) at me. Which I think isn't like a crazy far leap to do when you're basically in a relationship with that person. Because um, this was probably in the in-betweens where we weren't like, we were Dating, talking. not dating. Yeah, dating, yeah. not dating. Uh, hadn't defined that yet. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think like going back to thinking about like the way they play on this record is like really special to me. I like to listen to it now in a way that's like i like that they can say so much with like by saying so little and i don't know if that sounds kind uh, the the kind of story the lore behind this band um is like that they were learning their instruments as they aren't we all <laughs> well yeah um so it's like but they were, it was like, I don't think Brian had really, the guitar player Brian Venable um, had played guitar before. And uh, I believe Ben Nichols was like a bass player in another band before. Red 40, I believe, is the band he was in for a long time before this. And this, the kind of lore was that they kind of learned to play together with it. I mean, I think that that's like, that's something that, like, I've experienced is very true. Like, I, you know, in my band Faye, like, I just had never picked up a bass before. And then I was just like, well, I'm just playing bass in this band. And Susan was like, well, I'm just playing guitar in this band. You know, but it's like a magic that happens kind of when you're, like, not trying to do something technically correct. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to do something that, like, feels right. And it just, like, comes together in the right way. And it's, like, still not technically correct, but it's just, like, somehow got that magic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, self-titled, like, feels that. Even Tennessee does, too. Like, it's a year later, so it's not much different in, like, the vein of, like, how they approach it. I really feel like they kind of, probably from all the touring, like, around the time, like, That Much Further West came out in 2003, 
it really was like, oh, well, these people know how to play their instruments, you know. <laughs> but I mean that in like the most positive sense. Even I mean, today. that's also such a loaded thing to say because it's like, who says who knows how to play anything? It's like if you can pick up something and make it make sound and that sounds good, then you know how to play it. Yeah, I mean, that's I would say that about self-titled. Like everything sounds where it needs to be, you know, so it's right to me. I feel like I only there was like a point it might have been our friend Wes where it was like oh he can't play guitar but I didn't really know it's Who, just every... Wes? yeah Wes was like oh Wes can't play guitar no Wes was saying that well <laughs> debatable too sorry Rude. Wes um but it's like but it's like you know people being like oh he's not a good guitar player and it's like I didn't know it didn't matter you know I think everyone sounds amazing I'm trying sure, to I think you I can think like great. nitpick something from anybody in any band if you want to say like oh he's not like using his pedals the <laughs> right way or like oh he's not like I don't know whatever it's too dissonant or like whatever you want to say about anyone it doesn't matter like everything is subjective in like the art world which I would encompass music I don't know. I get like very annoyed. No, Maybe it's because it. yeah. I'm not very good at guitar. <laughs> I like, yeah. take it very personally whenever anyone says anything about anybody. But yeah, I mean, I I feel like I playing. I've been playing bass too long to sort of like uh, act like I don't know what I'm doing. But I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I think you're a good bass player. <laughs> but. I don't know. It's just everything. Even when I listen to it now, I'm like, everything sounds exactly where it needs to be. Like, I wouldn't change anything about, like, self, self-titled. self Wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. But when they do get into, like, later on with, like, Rebels, Rogues, and Sworn Brothers, like, it's like, they learn how to, like, do guitar solos and things. <laughs> and uh, I remember, do you remember, I know we're kind of veering off of the two records, but I feel like this is more like an overall... Who are we to stay on track? <laughs> uh well this podcast is called spinning out yeah here we go uh, but with rebels rogues and sworn brothers i remember like it almost felt like it wasn't just mine anymore it was like they could solo and i had there were more people that liked them <laughs> this is so okay. silly there's a lot to unpack here yeah, okay i think this is probably a conversation to be had about other things but it's tough sometimes when it's like, you know, we were seeing Lucero when like sometimes the shows were still very small. Like I remember seeing them in Colombia and there was like maybe 50 people there, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like, it does feel like it's yours. It feels like it's this like special thing that you get to be a part of, especially when it's like a band that like you and your friends all like very deeply connect to, you know, it feels like very intimate. And then when you have to, like, let somebody else into that relationship, you're like, no, it's mine. Yeah, or sometimes, too, I felt like with trying to get some of my friends into Lucero, do you ever have that thing where you're, like, you hang out with a friend, and then you have another friend, and then in your head you're like, I want these friends to be friends because that would make my life a lot easier. And then they meet, and they don't like each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. We actually have this problem. Um, so when we were recording last year, um, we had, there's like, there's a couple videos on YouTube that we think are like particularly like hilarious. Like, just like absolutely like send us like off the rails laughing. And, um, you know, we're in another band with a few other people and we were like, I don't think we can show them drinking from cups because... If they don't think it's as funny as we think it is, 
then it's going to be really awkward. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's and then you have, basically when you introduce that friend to the other group of friends, then you feel like they're like, why? Why did you do this <laughs> to me? You know? Yeah, they but, question their entire friendship with you because they didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how that relates to Lucero, but, you know, it's just... I guess you had, like, some friends who didn't connect to it or didn't, yeah. like, appreciate it in the same way. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, but of this course. Could, like, yeah, people like different things. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think back to, like, that time in Colombia. Like, there was this moment with Lucero, um, like, going to see them, and I was almost like i'm like is it i'm trying to like say it right like is this over for them like is this like a low point for them because i I remember like because when we would see them in wilmington like the venue was like packed yeah but i'm telling you that like connection in wilmington is like it's, it's intense there's just like a lot of parallels to like the content of the songs and wilmington as its own place yeah and then that's we so were... funny do you think that like now so like at that point in time you hadn't been in a touring band and yeah. now you have yeah and like it's so funny to like think about that in terms of like the shows that we play and think are great mm-hmm. versus or like those shows like that would have been a show yeah. That we play and think is great, but at the time you were like, oh no. Yeah, for them, like, you know, yeah, there was definitely like a lot of like hindsight there. Like, even thinking about what I remember that show attendance to be, I would have been stoked, you yeah. know, and any sort of thing. So it's like, you know, I, it, this must have been like around the Rebels, Rogues, and Sworn Brothers or like uh, 15, <laughs> why do I always forget the name of that? It's an address. 1372 Overton Park. Um, I believe that was like, it was kind of like in between that time frame is when I remember seeing them. And then I don't know if personally, if I saw Lucero live from that moment to like years later, but you continued to. Well, yeah, because Rachel and I, we went to quite a lot, quite a lot of Lucero shows. I feel like my Lucero fandom kind of waned in those years and you're well, like you know i gotta say you stopped drinking and i think that's a big <laughs> part of it i mean you can laugh about that but it's true that's like a whole culture uh-huh. and it's like a lot of the songs are like basically drinking songs from that time and like that was the whole like vibe yeah of going to see lucero at the time and like i would say that you know i think now overall a lot of things are more like non-drinking friendly in general um, and maybe that's just because we're older, but that was like a big thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a moment like when I was getting into them early on, where I would listen to Lucero and like drink a beer in my car and drive around town. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most Wilmington thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. So I think my relationship, it was like my relationship with them was rooted around alcohol, um, you know? <laughs> I mean, my relationship with them was probably rooted... I, there was a lot of alcohol-based things going on at that point in time. Yeah. You know, we were, like... Okay, not of legal drinking age yet, but frequently drinking. I think that sometimes when you, like, make a big change like that, you have to pull back from it, and that was just kind of collateral damage for you. But also, at the time, I was living in another city with Rachel, so... Yeah. We ended up doing a lot of that stuff. 
So I guess like delving into that, kind of like your side quest as a Lucero My side fan. quest? Yeah. Um, so you kind of like would go see them uh, like any chance you could? Like any time a tour kind of came yeah. to either Columbia or Augusta or Charleston, um, I guess yeah, you would go see Yeah, even Raleigh, them. Chapel Hill, yeah, uh, Charlotte, Greensboro. I don't think we ever saw them in Asheville. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I think, I feel like, for whatever reason, like, 1372 Overton Park didn't really click for me until, like, this, until last year, I think. Like, it, whatever it was at that time, and so, yeah, definitely, like, just kind of going more into the, just, I had some fallow years with them. Fallow years? Yeah, is what that the that right mean? word? I guess it's like, I just fell off. Oh, um of liking it like we really already discussed wow um, a podcast and a vocabulary lesson yeah <laughs> look at that yeah i don't know i mean i don't really think i ever fell off there was definitely um you know there was there was like some stuff later on that maybe didn't click with me at the in the same way at the same time i like veered back more into like different genres or whatever it was just in a different place in my life but I don't think I've ever stopped. Like, Lucero is, like, an all-time for me. Like, Tennessee is, like, a desert island album for me. So it truly is, like... So, like, the way... Obviously, the way this podcast works. Um, so I get people to pick their favorite records. And so what they do behind the scenes is they pick three records. So if we play that exercise, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, uh, do you feel like this would be one of the three? Um, one of the three, probably not. But it would be definitely probably be like not because I don't five. think that this album. Well, I love it. It wasn't as formative for me. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I would probably pick three like very formative albums for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you had me pick five, it might be in there. If you had me pick ten, it would definitely be in there. Yeah. 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 You can go back and reference my twitter or something post when someone made me say my 10 favorite albums yeah it's there well i think if if people want to know more about like our formative albums or kind of like our early uh formative albums still um then you should listen to our patreon episodes that we do (laughs) together some some advertising that here um so yeah that would be patreon.com slash spinning out pod uh, you can listen to us talk 30-minute episodes every week about formative albums. Is this what you do in the middle of the podcast instead of having an ad? Yeah, this is what <laughs> you I do. You just drop if, the yeah, Patreon. If, you, if you've made it this far, <laughs> this far, then check out our Patreon. Um, so, yeah, let's keep, you know, let's keep talking about uh, them. So I guess, like, I know we really haven't talked much about, like, self-titled in Tennessee itself. Um, what are we doing are we going song by song we can kind of go yeah we can kind of go song by song but so starting with self-titled uh, little silver heart you know what sometimes i think about this song and i can't believe that you've never given me a necklace with a little silver heart on it no like i know that's very corny and cheesy yeah. just saying i'd wear it oh i, I should do that now can't i can't do it now yeah it's like when someone else says that dinner was good <laughs> You can't be the second person that does it. You know, it doesn't hold as much, like, you know. But My Best Girl, I think there's a funny story behind that, too. Uh, 
that I told you that this was my song for you. Yeah, no, and, it didn't work. Yeah, and then you're like, no, this is a song about uh, a guitar. It clearly <laughs> is a song about a guitar. That is a very classic you move. That is, yeah, it's totally is. Because, I mean, it's just straight up in the song. Says, You're just uh, like, this title looks good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is like, a, it's, <laughs> well, it is like an interesting. Also, my best girl implies that there are other girls. Well, it does in the song, too, because it's like, uh, I mean, I feel like you're better with, like, lyrics, but I'm kind of thinking about it, and I don't want to, like, butcher it, but it's like. It's fine, I'll correct you. It, I mean, the, the idea of the song is, like, I'll go away from you. And I may see other girls, but I'm going to come home to you. The literal chorus is, she's my best girl. She's got six strings. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she knows all about heartaches and things. Uh, her eyes might not you shine. You don't have to quote the whole yeah, song. I don't we need get to it. it. We got but it. But yeah, it's clearly <laughs> about a guitar. And I'm just like, here go. Here's your song. Um, That's fine. The other song I think you told me was like your song for me was Menomina. Which is sweet. Ah! Which would you prefer? Ah! <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Wandering Star. I feel like... You picked this album. You're the one that has to talk about them. I honestly, I'm like, I mean, I, I feel like I know this record so well, but it's like, it doesn't stick out to me in like that way, like this specific song. Okay. Like I guess if I'm playing the game myself so far, like I would say this is like the song I would cut. Not that I don't think you need to cut anything from this, but it just doesn't like click in the same way. So, um This is actually not the song that I would cut from this album. Oh, this isn't. No. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you when we get there. Uh, It'll be a then surprise. The, the next track is a uh, dangerous thing. Great song. It's, yeah, great song. Uh, you could have told me that that was your song for me. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I mean, except kind of not. Yeah, I don't also. know if that's... I don't think any of these would be... I don't think almost any Lucero song... Later Lucero. Yeah, later Lucero. Because there is like a thing with Ben Nichols where... I mean, it's just like kind of obvious. Or I guess if you know anything about them, none of them were in a good place, <laughs> it feels like, in any of these songs. I mean, who yeah. in a touring band is? Yeah, none of us. Um, I don't think any of us are in touring bands anymore. Yeah, some <laughs> some of us. Lucero is. Are, yeah, I guess the other yeah. And so okay, drink till we're gone. I mean, yes, <laughs> like that is that is a quintessential Wilmington song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raising hell. Okay, obviously a song Taylor made for you. Yeah, actually that one is so is like this song. What's also funny thinking about this song is kind of like thinking about the relationship if it's like a real, if it's like a actual autobiographical song or if it's sort of a, just a story song. Yeah, you never know. Because it's interesting because like Ben Nichols's brother is Jeff Nichols, the filmmaker. And Jeff Nichols is might technically be more successful than Ben Nichols now at this point, maybe. Josh, that entirely depends on your definition of success. And I'd like to remind <laughs> you that success for each person is different. And the way that you define success for yourself yes. does not have to correlate for the way that other people define success for themselves. Thank you. You're welcome. You, you are correct. And Thank what you. I mean is like, okay, so the, the, the situation that this song paints Let's is... 
that his brother is well it's raising hell his brother's raising hell down in texas hey and it's like i i think about it, i guess it's like you think about a person like what 20 years later essentially so maybe jeff nichols was in dire straits in texas or either this is just a story song what do you think do you think this is like actual uh, i think that this era of lucero the songs seem to be more like based in the real world like based in real life mm-hmm. and like maybe embellished or maybe yeah. not but i'm gonna vote i will maybe we'll find out later i'm gonna vote real i'm gonna vote real okay i i feel like it might be like real with the kind of like a cherry on top you know just a slight embellishment you know like you just gotta like paint it a little bit more I mean, yeah. But then I also wonder if essentially if the song is from, I know he's not, like they were, they're a Memphis band, but it's like if if the song is almost from his brother's point of view about him. No, that's interesting. Yeah. But, you know. uh, Yeah. So obviously this bears a lot of correlation to like you and your brother's relationship. Yeah. that Yeah. That's what I was meaning to get to. (laughs) Um, So yeah, my, my brother is this song. You know, and I don't know if my brother even listens to this podcast, and I don't even know if my if my brother listens to this podcast, my brother might not disagree. You know, I don't see how he could. <laughs> uh, but a lot of what the song paints, it felt like specific to me. Once a, once again, another main character moment. <laughs> um, so I guess moving on. <laughs> uh, then Banks of the Arkansas. To me, like Banks of the Arkansas, almost feels like a almost like sequel or the next day to the previous song i would cut this song you would yeah i don't like it i don't know something about it every uh, time i hear it i'm just like Ugh. it is kind of probably one of those it's one of those songs that it feels like you kind of write well having personally myself have been in an alt country band like you <laughs> kind of write the song because you want a moment where people will dance like you don't feel like you write us you don't yeah. write music to people i will to dance say that to. for the song I like the chorus. Uh, like the prettiest little girl. I saw. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, what's? Oh, I, okay. I'm the not gonna way, sing it. Kind Josh. of away the ocean, away the sea. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that you do the hand motion. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. So I don't have to. I feel like it keeps me from singing. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah, that kind of that shuffle kind of thing. Like I think it's it's kind of hard to land, and it's not that they're not landing, and it's just to me it kind of feels like a thing you know sure um <laughs> but yeah I, I i feel like i've heard that kind of shuffle a lot and then it's usually like right when that kind of beat happens it's just like you know like 60 year old men and their wives start like kind of square dancing <laughs> at a show yeah they do kind okay. of thing. it's neither sure. here nor there if you want sure. to do it that's fun um i don't like fun is what i'm saying <laughs> I'm. I'm. A, We've established that. But if you don't like it, then that's saying you don't like fun. Josh, I love fun. Then I why aren't fun. you into that? I told you I like the chorus. I just. I don't know. I don't. I think that. I. I think that the initial twang of that song makes me uncomfortable. Mm. But I guess you're also saying like off of an album that you love. It's. The I'll tell lower you point actually. I'll it. tell you the real reason I think that I don't like that song is because I like a song that I like to sing along to, mm. and that song isn't as fun for me to sing. That makes sense. Um, but also, well, thinking about it with the next song, All Sewn Up kind of does 
another kind of do kind of thing, but not like as frantic, I guess. And that may not be the best way to explain. It's a little more chill, but it still kind of has that barroom dance swagger to it. You know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah I would keep this also. Song. Yeah, talking about trying to move other places, all of it. I'm here for it. Yeah, actually, our friend uh, Wes, he was talking during their set today where he was talking about the song Wagon Wheel. And he was saying that if you if you kind of pay attention to the song, the things that they do in the song geographically could never happen. So <laughs> he wrote a song that specifically everything that you do in the song, you could actually travel in that period of time. So I guess he created a math problem, and all of it adds up <laughs> at the end of it. To that I say, I don't think you really have to. But I don't know, just the thought of like traveling and songs kind of made me think of that. The idea of like <laughs> having to make a song factually correct for travel. It makes me think it's just like the Charlie <laughs> meme. It's just like you have like little things and you're trying to connect it all in the song. Um, I love it. And then I feel like also another song that doesn't, Kind of like I'm trying to almost like struggle to think about it in that way, like wasted, like the next track, you know. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't I wouldn't cut it, but I'm just, you know. That song is so good. Yeah. Um, I feel like I remember like drinking in my room, like alone at night in college, <laughs> listening to that song. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. It's a sad song. Uh, Sometimes it resonates. Yeah, I guess it's just, I think Josh, probably... you just, you don't, like, you don't have feelings. Well, I don't drink anymore. You don't have like fun. You don't have feelings. <laughs> you don't drink anymore. What are you good for? Nothing. No. So, okay, so hold fast. I feel like it is a keeper, of course. Yeah, if I ever got knuckle tats. Oh, yeah, that would be so peak Wilmington if yeah. you did. Uh, then... I have a few other tattoos I'd have to get first, like a tall ship, definitely an anchor... Um, yeah, just, like, more, like, ocean-based. So just, like, straight up, like, 2003 to 2005 tattoos. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I didn't want those tattoos, because yeah. I did. Yeah, I just like, didn't have any money. Like, today, on Twitter, someone was shitting on having state tattoos, but also, <laughs> I felt like I, I mean, I, it's, like, specifically because I had the state of North Carolina, and I took it personal, but it is, it does feel like a point of time. Like there sparrow are tattoos. Certain and... things that are kind of towny bullshit. And if you subscribe to towny bullshit, that's okay. That's I, okay. I subscribe, but sometimes I feel like I keep that towny aspect of myself at arm's length. And as I get older, I'm kind of wondering if I've done that and it not like held me back in any sort of fashion but it's like i wonder if i should let the true townie out josh i think that we could have a much longer conversation on why it's important to embrace who you really are and not try to bury it deep down inside well yeah i think that this this episode is uh 
saying a lot about me in that regard. <laughs> How um, are you feeling? How are you doing right now? Let's is, just check in. Are you okay? Well, it is kind of emotional. Right? It's this is like a time machine one to our whole relationship. Yeah. Um, it really takes us from like day one to now. It's true. And then that also makes me emotional because, well, one kind of like as we've grown as adults and kind of like we're sitting in our house, you know, like it's like from a point, okay, for the podcast, from the point that Sarah met me, all I had in my room was a couch that I slept on. Yeah, I think the actual first time I met you, I helped you move into that room with the couch and you moved all of your belongings into black trash bags yeah and then kind of sitting here one at episode 50 of my podcast um (laughs) in 2001 or in 2003 or i guess it was 2004 um i I put a date on it um at that point i couldn't imagine that i would have had a podcast of all of the things (laughs) you have now you're gonna say your podcast and not your dog no no it's it's truthfully oh well part of that is that podcast didn't exist then <laughs> um yeah maybe yeah but uh truthfully is just like this really is like thinking about a point of me having all my belongings in a trash bag to now sitting in my house that i that we own together you know essentially 10 years into our marriage Uh, Josh, they're gonna know. They're gonna know we're old as shit. Um, And it makes me feel really emotional checking in. I mean, it is. It's like a weird thing to think about, you know, who we used to be then. Yeah. And we're very different people now. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the same could, I guess, could be said like about the band, but they are, but they aren't. You know, it's like. This band means something completely different to people now than it might have meant to us at the time, but also like other people looking at us from that time to now, we're completely different people, but we've, I guess, grown together. Uh, The reason even that I moved out of that place that you helped me move into was my roommate got punched by a drug dealer. And I felt that I was, like, too worried to, like, live there because they were selling speedballs out of the back room. Most Wilmington Um, shit ever. Yeah. And so, yeah, so look at me now. (laughs) But, but yeah, just, like, it's it truly is a band that's, like, it's always going to be, like, a favorite band for me because it's, I mean, one, they're good. But, two, it really marks, like, progress in my life to i guess like becoming a better person yeah Yeah. so so let's continue (laughs) going through the songs oh yeah the next one would be better than this yeah and i think that's probably what almost made me not that the song really says this i'm also really bad at basically looking at a title of a song (laughs) and then be like yeah yeah we're better than this but it's like it's not what the song is talking about at all um but no a great song uh some of them are just like Great songs. I don't really have like insightful things to say about them, unless you do. No, I mean <laughs> by all means continue. Uh, then like all these love songs, another good one. Uh, <laughs> You're just gonna say that after every song. Yeah, and no roses, no more. I feel like that's like it's kind of sad. There's so much like kind of sad sack guy by himself at the bar songs yeah. on this record, 
really for most of their records. Yeah, which is I think we were we were the sad the sad people at the bar. And it's really like you could almost read them all in succession, and it tells a story of a person kind of like descending. Because <laughs> um, then the next song after that, the last song on self-titled is "It Gets Worse at Night." <laughs> but. Yeah. Which is a great song. It's a great one, song. One of my faves on this record. This is actually, I feel like, the quintessential song quintessential. Uh, <laughs> of me drinking in my car as I'm driving <laughs> around town. Um, and not for like, just like basically, it's just like, it's it's a song that talks about driving. It's a song that... I wouldn't say the song condones drinking and driving. It really doesn't at all. But you kind of feel like in the song, or probably this is me projecting, it's like someone that drank, and then they're kind of down in their feelings, and so now they're going to drive around the town that they know. <laughs> um, but, okay, so you said that you would cut uh, Banks of the Arkansas. I said Wandering Star, but, I mean, I, I mean overall, like I think it's still, like, one of my top favorite records you know yeah so i don't know so we'll keep it great we're not throwing it out you love to hear it and then we're moving on to tennessee the record that <laughs> i didn't know at the time but a record that since obviously i feel like i've spent a lot of time with i feel like it's obvious through the course of this podcast that we spent a lot of time with all of their records so i'll kind of let you charge lead the charge for Tennessee. Oh, are we going song by song we're, here as We're going well? to if we need to. We can we can jump out if we don't want to. Okay. Um, so the first song on this record, Sweet Little Thing. Perfect song. Great song. I sing it to my dog all the time. Oh. Yeah. So you're good at making yeah. this actually things that pertain to our life. Well, it's true. <laughs> yeah, our, our dog, dog that lot. makes lots of cameos on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, she just lays on the couch and huffs and puffs right next yeah. to the microphone. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a great song. And then Slow Dancing, the next track. Another good one. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. So these songs, I feel like this entire album is a little bit like forlorn and lonely, which is like a space that I like to exist in for yeah. better or worse, um, which is why I think I love it so much. But there's a lot of, like, not wanting a moment to end. There's a lot of, like, longing. Yeah. there. This is my thesis. I think, kind of, well, because since I don't always, like, put attic tapes into the equation of it, like, but thinking about attic tapes, it's almost like, I mean, this is, these are kind of obvious statements I'm going to make. But, like, attic tapes is truly the band or the album you make as a local band. Like, it, it's, like, it, like thinking about there being a Jawbreaker cover on there. It's, like, what would do well at a kind of local live show? But then there's also, there's a lot a lot more introspection that kind of happens as these albums progress and as, I guess, people progress. So I feel like with self-titled, it's kind of like you put out a record with the intent of, like, touring more. And so the point with like Tennessee, it's kind of like a record that's longing because you've done that touring in yeah. that time frame, and you're kind of like looking back. Well, one Tennessee, you're looking about back about the place that you are from and the relationships that you're kind of like 
leaving behind from being on the road. Sure, of course. I think that also, like, you know, we were kind of talking about this the other night. It's like when you're, when you first start, like, writing songs, you have, like, a lot to get out. Mm -hmm. Um, Just stuff that's been, like, in your head for, like, a long time or whatever. And then as you progress to your, like, second, especially, like, your third album worth of songs, you're having to, like, dig a little deeper into, like, your emotions for those songs. Yeah, I think, like, sometimes, too, it's, like, I mean, that is 100% the case, but sometimes it's, too, it's, like, I feel like I still have the ability to, like, pull out those emotions, but I'm almost too much of a critic of myself to, like, allow them to be pulled out. Like, there's still there's still so much that I could mine, but I'm like, oh, I already played that, like, bass part before, or, like, I've already played something in the style, and you start just becoming, like, your own critic, like, at that point, you know? Yeah. But with i mean so i think like there's still it's there's a progression that's like this is like the logical next step i feel like from self-titled to tennessee but the just the way that he's expressing it back to what i was saying is just there's a lot of like pining for what you used to be or used to exist around you know so uh nights like these (laughs) um exactly like that yeah I don't know. It's like, I feel like a lot of these songs, like just thinking about them specifically and like, I don't, I'm like putting myself back in that place of like listening to them, like on my headphones and just like feeling really far away and like, I don't know, just like that, like internal struggle. Yeah. I mean, they have like It's kind of making me sad, Josh. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It's it's like a place of time too that where sometimes it gets like difficult being such uh, I could almost say lifelong fan of this band. Um, it kind of takes me back in my worst moments. It kind of takes me back to like the person that I was around this time, and I'm not always like proud of it. I think that that's okay. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's good. Like <laughs> if you can recognize that like you had changes to make and you made those changes and like things are better now than they were that it's okay to like look back and be like uh yeah yeah i mean it's yeah so (laughs) i guess moving on to the next track then uh ain't so lonely so you can i mean you can kind of like feel like once again i feel like we could just read these tracks and you kind of feel that kind of like emotion that it sets and since we keep saying emotion in a slight detour uh-oh. When kind of re-listening to these records that we listen to all the time, anyways, um, I one thing I was thinking, I was like, I feel like you could easily repackage Lucero, especially at this point, and they would just be an emo band. Uh, maybe. I mean, with a different, like, stylizing. Yeah. Like, I feel like you could almost, like, there's a lot that would have to change, so it's not a complete one-to-one. But the songs are almost, they really are feel like they're akin to punk songs, or, or saying emo in that sense, that's kind of more a part of punk um, of this era, too. Like, it's almost like it could almost be a Rainer Maria song, in a way. Like, some of the ones that are more, there's like, I don't want, I hate using the word shoegaze, like, in a way, but it's like, <laughs> the way Brian plays guitar, it's like an atmospheric thing. 
okay. sometimes that there's like so much space. So you're around saying it. they need more pedals? <laughs> well, uh, they don't need anything. I think it's great. Quit but... playing the guitars and start playing the pedals. <laughs> They have a lot of things where it's like you could tell that they came from like hardcore and you could tell they came from punk. And that's what what I've already said is like drawn me to it a lot. But I feel like if you change the singer and you never did the the kind of like the shuffle kind of songs, like you could easily... So what you're saying is if they were an entirely different <laughs> band, they would be actually a different band. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, Just checking. Point. Just checking. Yeah. Um, but it is, I mean, it's, it's almost a meme at this point, or it is a, probably exactly a meme, kind of the progression of like emo kids into like country fans, you know, it's like, are you making fun of me? (laughs) I'm making fun of myself. (laughs) I don't think anyone could ever call you an emo kid. But I was there. Were you? I was. You were there telling me to turn that shit off. Yeah. But so I guess like. I don't know. So like, ain't so lonely and old sad songs. Like, I don't. I don't want to go through it. Like, yeah. Well, fast, I realized but... that we could go through this song by song, but since you don't actually know any of these songs, there's not, not a lot of conversation to go with them. Not in the same way that I know self-titled. Like, I think it's there was like a point there. So there's like things that like imprinted, but there is like I said at the beginning of the podcast. There's like the middle of this record. Sometimes, like, oh, that song. Like, it's not as, like, burned into my yeah. brain as self-titled. So, let's just hit on some highlights. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll Just Fall, one of my favorite songs on this record. I probably can't count the number of times that I've, like, listened to that song and just cried. Yeah. Um, but it, that's also, I'll Just Which Fall. Which we all know I love to cry, so. There, it also makes me think of, this is what I was kind of thinking of, um, a specific get up kids uh like i'll catch you okay like and i think it's kind of not the same thing at all but i feel like that on that specific get up kids record they were almost moving more into this kind of style no towards it you don't feel that way nope you don't feel like they were trying to be almost like a singer songwriter kind of band around that time frame and get up kids on something to write home about no, I guess I'm thinking, like, um, what's, like, their last record before they broke up? On a Wire? Uh, I feel guilt like a show. lot of Guilt Show or On a Wire stuff has, like, more, like... I think you're thinking of On a Wire. Yes. Probably, but still no. No. Maybe, okay. like, pulling a little bit more Americana influence in at that point. You're splitting hairs. <laughs> you're stretching. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've been known to. Um, so I guess any other, like, um, cut a song. Ooh, what would I cut? Um, hmm. I was going to say chain link fence, but. Wow. Brutal. But no, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. Fistful of tears. Is that true? I don't know. It's so tough. I would cut, and I don't say this lightly because I don't want to cut it. Um, but I would cut here at the starlight. But I actually really like that song. Oh, that song's so good. I know. I mean, it's you, tough. In this exercise, you are oftentimes cutting a song that's still like really good. It's just sometimes one it's has easier to than others. Sometimes yeah. it's easier. But it's it's this really tough toughie. on this. Uh, when I kind of start playing the song in my head, I'm like, it's like I feel like I can say that, and then, then I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 
So I guess at this point, is this where we kind of move into... I think this is where we usually talk about uh, what the album got on Pitchfork. Uh, I don't think... <laughs> I don't honestly know. I don't even know if any of these records got reviewed on Pitchfork. <laughs> I, I really feel like there was that... Especially that time frame of Pitchfork. They weren't checking stuff like this. Like, this wasn't, like, coll- collegiate enough. You know, like, they were, they were, like, Pitchfork was definitely shitting on anything pop-punk-centric. And I think, in the, in the same respects, because it's not high-minded enough, they were not. All right, Josh, Pitchfork. it's 2002 and you write for Pitchfork. What are you giving it? I think they would give it, like, a three. <laughs> or they might do that dickhead thing where they give it, like, a point five. Um, I mean, what would I as me give it? You know, that, that's not, No, you know. Yeah. You know the thing. Yeah. I don't think it was probably, uh, I don't think, I just don't think they paid attention. They almost just didn't. No, they definitely didn't. They They didn't act like it existed. Yeah. It was not on their radar at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a joke, Josh. (laughs) Let me make a joke. Um, so... I guess it's it's also just so interesting that they've like any band that's existed this long, you know, like it's they've been a band since I believe like nineteen ninety nine. That was only like ten years ago. It's yeah, cool. that was ten years. Fine, it's no problem. Um. So, in I mean, they just put out like another record, you know. Yeah, they never stop. They never. They literally stop. never stop. It's kind of amazing. Truly. To, like, have that much in you? I don't know. It's, like... It's crazy to think about, like, writing that many songs. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. Like, I'm... Like, I guess it's just something you, like, you just keep doing, so it just happens. But, like, thinking about that from, like, only having written, like, probably, like, cumulatively three albums worth of songs... Mm -hmm. That... You could write, I don't know, how many full lengths do they have, plus, like, EPs, like, they I are, mean, hundreds, hundreds of songs. Hundreds. Yeah, I mean, they're a proficient band, but they're not proficient, and they're not proficient in, like, an annoying sense. Like, you can kind of a natural progression. They're not, like, guided by voices. But they still <laughs> do put out a record, like, pretty much, like, every three, two to three to four years. Yeah. You know, it's, like, anywhere between, like, two to four years. And I think, like, it's probably... A little bit more sporadic as it used to be, but I mean, it's it's like 2018, Among the Ghost, and then 2021, so three years. Uh, at this point in history, you know, or in our lives, that's like a normal time frame. Yeah, totally. Uh, to put it out, like, but you know, like even looking back to like self-titled in Tennessee, that was you know 2001, 2002, and then I and then that much further west came out in 2003. Like, they were super proficient That's like, or prolific. You know, we could have... I mean, we could do this again and talk about that much further west and nobody's darlings, and I would have as many thoughts and feelings about those albums as I do about these. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my life started kind of shifting at a point. My and that's life. Well, well like, <laughs> uh, there's... It's also weird to think... in. In my mind, Nobody's Darling and Rebels, Rogues, and Sworn Brothers weren't one year after each other. So, 
that's wild to me. Like, I don't feel like that's the case. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that was, like, a solid two years. But I guess it wasn't. But, I don't know, Rebels, Rogues, and Sworn Brothers. See, this is what happened. That one, you stopped drinking. Yeah, pretty much that's right when That one yeah. came out, and that's where you hopped off. And that's, like, that's an album that I definitely remember, like, singing in the car with Rachel a lot, like, driving around or whatever. Yeah, and, and again, I, I listened to Rebels, Rogues, and Sworn Brothers a lot, but I think that also probably explains why I didn't really have the relationship I would have with 1372 Overton Park, which is, like, 2009. Um, and, yeah, so, yeah. And they signed, well, it's kind of the thing, they signed a four-album deal with Universal Music Group. Wow. Though the relationship with Universal was short-lived. Because I read that because I was like, wait, they were on Universal? Because I didn't think about the fact that they were. So, yeah. I think, was that their kind of, like, moment that, do you think that they, it's, do you think they expected that they would, like, blow up at that point? I don't know. Do you remember, I think Ben Nichols was on that MTV show? Yeah. What was that called? I I don't know. There was, like, a, almost like a, there was, like, a thing that I made up in my head about this <laughs> time frame. And I, I have no way of knowing, and it really doesn't matter if I'm, like, correct but please enlighten me okay so to me and i i I feel like i'm talking this way because like i'm almost like worried or concerned that someone from lucero is going to listen to this but i don't feel like i'm gonna come beat you up i don't feel like i'm gonna say fight you in our front yard yeah you can fight me in the front (laughs) yard um i don't feel like i'm gonna say anything like rude per se but i'm only i'm like speculating on their lives that i have no clue i mean i think that that's what all of this is it really is it's it's purely our perspective of speculating on someone else which is obviously not going to be correct it's fine yeah so i guess like what kind of aids to it so uh, basically right around the time that 1372 overton park came out uh Ben Nichols' solo record, Last Pale Light in the West, came out. So good. That's uh, It's like based around the Cormac McCarthy. Book. Right. And so I, I think something that I like now about 1372 Overton Park is uh, Ben Nichols' voice, like he sounds really gravelly. Like, and I think they kind of changed the way that they wrote songs. And I was kind of like, it was just like felt like a direction change which seems so like minuscule now looking at yeah i mean i think that that's a thing in general so like that like specifically makes me think of polar bear club which is another one of my favesies but when they put out um that last album he sang totally differently on it because he basically like fucked up his voice like, he fucked up his vocal cords and, like, couldn't, like, kind of, like, yell the way he used to. And so it was more of, like, just straight singing, which, of course, me loving a sing-along, like, absolutely loved. But their fans, like, turned on them, mm-hmm. which is, like, so fucked for so many reasons. But it's, like, what do you... Like, things happen. Like, things change in your life. Like, the way you can sing changes or 
the way you play for whatever reason changes or just like the way you want to sing or play changes and like people get weird about it Mm -hmm. but it's like dude like whether or not someone has a choice in that it's like it's not up it's not about you yeah like you one single solitary listener it's just not about you yeah not that i'm like trying to personally attack you but it's like it's a thing like as we get older things change yeah um i think i mean that basically the way you said it was like the best way to kind of set it up Ooh, i'm the best (laughs) yes you are um but it's almost there's almost like an opposite thing going on um or almost like if we could have had uh before so polar bear club creates like a good way to compare it like i almost feel like 1372 overton park was like an album that once again this is me assuming a lot about where ben nichols was in his life it's like the album that kind of says oh i need to change like it's like if polar bear club recorded another record with that guy like doing the gruff singing that he was doing and then him realizing right after that oh i gotta like do this a little different yeah which i think is exactly what happened which i think even like you know like with his vocals or like probably his life in general like like um in the last pale light in the west was kind of surprising to me because like it's just i didn't expect it it's not far off from really this could they could have been retooled into like lucero songs but it was i mean sure when you have like a singer of a band do their solo stuff typically that's the case yeah i think it's yeah the narrative usually is like when they do that they're leaving (laughs) so i think the thing that i was yeah slowly getting into was like i I thought this was the end of lucero like essentially by in my mind it was like that thing when you like listen to like the tom petty documentary like they're talking about like they thought tom petty was going off on his own in a sense you know that's always like the age-old tale through like rock history it's like you just go off on your own so I expected it. I was like, oh, in a couple of years, we'll get another Ben Nichols record, and we may never get another Lucera record. Boy, were you wrong. I was wrong, and I'm glad that I was wrong, but I do love that solo album. So good. And it's honestly, it's brilliant. I would say it's brilliant. Yeah. And not in the sense that it's like this like magnificent think piece, but like, man, I love that book, and then I love those songs, and just like the, the pairing just like chef's kiss yeah well i think it was like such a hard thing to do because i feel like there's so many there's so many examples of i feel like if you write a song about a book it's a hard feat to do but it feels it feels all very natural yeah throughout the record well you know what i think that that's one of his like real strengths as a songwriter is kind of that like storytelling like he's a great storyteller yeah like it really makes it like that's where I'm interested in. I don't know how much of Lucero stuff is like his actual experience or storytelling because he makes it sound so honest to himself. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that's also in like some parts of 1372 Overton Park and Women in Work, I which was the record after, I kind of felt like some of it was possibly not his story or it didn't feel as honest. But then, like, as years progressed since, I think uh, Women in Work came out in 2012, mm-hmm. uh, as I've gotten older myself, it feels more honest. 
And I don't, I don't, am I saying that right? Or is it, it's almost like retrospectively they click more. Yeah. But I think that's like, again, that's the mark of a good storyteller yeah. is like making you believe that that's their story, that that's like real and honest. Oh, the name of that show was $5 cover. Mm, yeah. I never watched it again. Cause I never had cable. <laughs> the tale is oldest time for me. I've missed out on like everything, but yeah. Well, I think, like, it was kind of, like, we were talking earlier about, like, kind of, like, what happened. And a lot of this, like, we've been saying a bunch, is, like, our perception. So, in this this timeline that we might be making up, do you believe that him being on a $5 cover was kind of what put them to what they are now? I don't know. It's hard to say because Carl got on MTV. That is true. With Cup Noodle. Yeah. And then I don't really know. That didn't like make him into like the star he should be, I guess. So I don't think that it's fair to say that like being on that show. I think that like they were already on their way probably to that at that point. And then that's probably like why he was on the show. And then like maybe in turn that like pulled some more people in. But... I don't think you can give that credit. Probably not. I mean, they had so many kind of like, it's almost like everything for everything for them has felt like such a gradual ride um, that, I mean, they've earned, I feel like personally, I feel like they've earned every little step that they've had. Totally. But like, it's had to have been exhausting. Hard, yeah. It's had hard. to have been exhausting being them kind of like, if truly it is kind of a gradual kind of climb up, that sounds exhausting. Dude, what's, like, the longest tour I've been on? Like, three weeks? And, yeah. like, that was a lot. <laughs> They've been on three-week tours for, like, 20 years. They've probably been on, like, three-month yeah. tours for most of that time. Yeah, so... But I think, like, like when... what The memory that I'm kind of thinking of is, like, it was a Monday night in Charlotte. And we all know monday night shows oh we know them but it's like so i didn't know what to expect is that a to us a fairly big venue uh for example like i saw the band sleep there and big business so sure you know i think like around that time um but it was a monday night show and it was packed and so and i think for me kind of tracing it back to what i was saying like i hadn't really seen them for like five years maybe you know, and then it was like, oh, damn, like, they're doing good. <laughs> like, it it was like catching, it was like catching up with old friends. Oh, you really did think you were the main character. I really have, like, put myself, like, I'm, like, been there since day one. I mean, you have. Like, I it's... feel like I was going to their band practices, <laughs> you know? You could play bass in Lucero. <laughs> you might have to fight John. Yeah. You probably can't take him, but... I don't know, maybe. I don't think I could fight. He seems like not a fighter. There were... Um, they so, do have a lot of songs about fighting, though, so hard to say. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I don't think I'd want to fight anyone in this band. Like, I I wanted to say that I think I could beat up Roy, but I really don't, I don't think, think so. so. I, I don't, really think, don't so. think so. No. He's, the thing is, I think that he probably has all the same moves as you, but he's better at them. The whole, oh, like, squirrel, yeah. the whole, like, the thing where you, like, climb people... I don't know. Is that like a technical move? What do you call that? Yeah, me and Roy have probably had the same energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which makes me think like back to the documentary. Oh, uh, yeah. 
So uh, I can't remember the name of it. I, uh, you know. So they they there's actually two Lucero documentaries that I know about. Um, so the the main one that like is like the widely known one is Dreaming in America, which is the one that you're yeah, talking that's the about. One I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, they actually have another one called Bright Stars on Lonesome Nights, I think, and Rachel has that. Okay. I need to steal it from I her. I feel like we've seen it. We've seen it, yeah. I remember we it in America. It. But yeah, we just like randomly stumbled across it in some like record store mm. somewhere on one of our whatevers. And um, yeah, I didn't buy it. She bought it. I should have bought it. But mm. that's fine. Um, but yeah, Dreaming in America. Yeah, the, I remember... The one thing I remember about Roy from that documentary is... This is another like Charlie moment. He had like a long I, in my head. This is how I remember. He had like a long piece of paper, and he was like, "I figured out every possible drum beat, and written them all down." And you're just like, "Are is he like a mathematical genius?" He, it it sort of paints him to be in that documentary. It's like a it was like a sheet. It was kind of sheet music, but it was like a binary sheet music. It's like almost like one zeros and ones i yeah. remember i mean i don't so play it is drums very mathematical. so i don't really know anything about i think that is what drums. kind of drum sheet music is it's like a it's almost like a binary kind of thing it's like but yeah it also kind of makes me think of there's this other documentary with this band half japanese and there is a part in it where the guy says that he said on day one something like on day one of playing guitar i mastered it so what else was i gonna do <laughs> Which isn't really the same energy, but it just made me like think of it. Um, but yeah, I mean that just simply that documentary is a one to check yeah. out. Yeah. That and then oh man, nope, I'm not even going into it. Whatever, inside joke. It's irrelevant. It's fine. So let's just like cap this off here. Um, I want you to tell me your favorite song on self titled and your favorite song in Tennessee. Hmm. Okay, um, I know it always feel like silly. Okay, I think it's honestly Little Silver Heart, but I have a lot of emotional attachment to it because I remember a specific BMX video that that was the part that it was set to that song. Explain. Um, I think it was like an FBM video or it was like a just, yeah, I don't know, just something about just the way it kicks off. It kind of is like, more upbeat song you know and i always feel like it's kind of like easy to pick the first track but first tracks are first tracks for a reason mm-hmm. i think a lot of times so little silver heart and your favorite on tennessee my favorite on i feel if like you I'm say gonna sweet the... little thing i'm gonna punch you <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let me spend you can say sweet little thing if you want to uh you Just know what? You it. might I punch me. I, I know think it is. It's a sweet little thing. I know it is. Um, or "Ain't So Lonely" would be number two. Uh, okay. But and also, if I had to pick a second one on self-titled, I would say "Racing Hell." Yeah, solid. So that's my not first track picks of each. <laughs> so what is your what is your favorite from self-titled? Uh, my favorite from self-titled, I think I have to go with All Sewn Up, which okay. is tough to pick over Wasted, but I'm trying to be a more positive person, and I think that All Sewn Up is a more fun song. Mm. And on Tennessee? 
on Tennessee. This is so tough. I can't believe you're even asking me to make this choice. I'm kind of offended, to be quite honest. Um, I think I'm going to go nights like these. That's a good one. I, I don't, honestly, I feel like I'm like rethinking my pick because nights like these is such a good Again, song, but... trying not to choose, I'll just fall because... <laughs> That's so sad, but a little bit. But, yeah. I actually, I have, um, I have Lucero playlists, and I have like one for like, so I have like a bunch of songs downloaded, obviously on my phone, and I have on Spotify for when I'm like driving, like when I've been in like the Pacific Northwest and I don't have service, or like when I've been out of the country or whatever, that are just good like driving kind of sing along playlists. So, anyways, I have a good one that's like happy Lucero songs. I have another one that's like sad Lucero songs. Wow, you're deep. I am deep. I'm corny. They're it's gonna fine. get a restraining order. It's fine. Uh, did they you go? Should. Did you go see them with Menzingers? Um, I didn't because I think tickets to that were like fifty dollars. Wow. And at the time, I was doing the whole touring thing and just like trying to work like gig stuff when I was home, so I did not have any money. Yeah, we were we've been very poor for the past few years. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I I feel like yeah when I saw the ticket price, it was like, not gonna happen. Yeah, because um, I think that was with Frank Turner. I think so. Yeah, yeah. so even like a third pretty big name. Yeah, and I really did want to go to that, but I wonder like what no. the reception was because I kind of wondered like it kind of back to the like introducing your friends together. Yeah. But like if that was like a good, I hope that it was a good tour for them. I think but that, I that think was a good makes... package, especially since. Um, Menzinger is just straight up a rip off Lucero, um, sometimes, which no shade. I am a huge Menzi fan. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We all rip off the bands we love. Yeah, I think totally that they, fine. even though it might not seem in a positive way, I feel like it's like they Menzingers kind of owe Lucero like a depth of who they are now. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. I think like especially like when you listen to because I feel like I like newer menzingers more than older menzingers and i think because they seem to be slowly going toward this direction that lucero kind of is you know i don't know if completely you could really say they're going more rock and roll than they are just like specifically being like a pop punkish band um so i like that more um but yeah i feel like if people kind of paid attention in that way like stylistically and not like where things live all the time like that was a great pairing i thought yeah i thought that was a great lineup i wish i could have gone yeah now we'll never get anything that good again (laughs) and not in this world not in this world Um, not in this lifetime but i guess like as we're truly wrapping up and i don't think we have other things to say about Lucero, uh, though it is a band that I also play in, um, so like we were saying at the top, so you're in a band called All Right. I am. And because this is a podcast that I do and sometimes you do with me, um, <laughs> we're going to promote this record that we put oh, out Oh, no. Um, promotion? Yes. Promotion. I've gotten away with no promotion for a year. Yeah. <laughs> now um, I have to do it. So I guess like talk about the record that you just celebrated an anniversary do i have to you don't really have to but (laughs) so we put out um one year ago we released a record called i'm doing this to myself it's about how i love to ruin my own life 
which is probably why I like sad songs. So that all makes sense. And, um, yeah, I'm, you know what? It's a good record. It's good. I like that record. I'm proud of it. Yeah, that's right. Go off, sister. (laughs) Uh, Where can people find you online? Um, People can find me online at my many handles. Um, You can check out my bands, All Right, which is at All Right NC on everything. Or you can check out my band Faye, which also has a record coming out, um, which should start maybe dropping singles soon, hopefully. Um, at Faye is a band, you can find me personally on Twitter at Sprocket with five T's. Mm. And you can also find the All Right record on Spotify, uh, or really anywhere. Also on Bandcamp. You can can buy it from our label's website, um, Self War Records. Hmm. Sounds nice. Well, I appreciate... It's cute. It's cute. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about... No, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about it. This is my podcast now. Oh, no. So, thank you so much, Josh, for taking the time to chat with me today. Um, Is there anything that you would like to plug before we wrap this up? Nope. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll see you on episode 100, I will literally see you now because we're sitting in the same room together okay well are you are you hungry and you want dinner now yeah will you make me dinner okay i'll make you dinner thank you welcome back thanks so much for hanging out with us while we talked about lucero and thanks to josh for being on my podcast okay next week josh will be back and he'll be talking with rob pennington of by the grace of god endpoint Black Cross, and a lot of other really awesome bands. They talked about Ozzy Osbourne's debut album, Blizzard of Oz. Is there a better album name ever? I don't think so. If you liked today's episode, remember to sign up for the Patreon. You can pay as little as a dollar a month, and you get to hear weekly episodes where Josh and I talk about all the crazy stuff that we used to listen to. You get the idea. Also, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Just tell your friends. You can follow Spinning Out on Twitter and Instagram at Spinning Out Pod. Thanks to Pretty Maddie for the theme and to me for editing the pod. All right. See you next week. I'm spinning out.